0: Hello
1: guys, uh, this is Shashwat Bulusu and I'm in conversation uh, with someone who used to be a lot of things but right now he's a very dear friend of mine uh, please say hi to akash mehta hey
2: why it used to be here now less than uh
1: he started off as a writer a comedian and even before that he was a musician so today we are here talking about his debut album uh called water life and uh, and we are going to talk about the album and what we did so I have one question to start this off with.
2: Yes, just to kind of fill y'all in. If you don't know, Sashwath is the producer of this album and is himself a musician. And when I met him, he was a musician and a comedian and now he's a musician and a producer and an artist in some regard, if you ask me.
1: All right. <laughs> but anyway, I want I have this one question that I wanted to ask you for a very long time. Why would you release your debut album before mine?
2: Uh, because I ended up recording it before yours. No, this is your fault. You could have delayed the process and yet, yeah, <laughs> there was no intention to delay, uh, to release also, right? Or to record. All of it happened very quickly. So I, I attribute uh, uh, this to a chain reaction that you caused.
1: Alright, cool. I take the credit. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people till now have known you as a comedian not and even before that i've known you now for almost 8 years and what i've noticed has is, it been that long has yeah. it 2014 14, 14.
2: You met in 2014
1: yeah
2: oh
3: shit yeah
1: so so basically what i wanted to speak to you about was the fact that when i met you you were more of a writer then becoming a comedian at that point you were you were you were doing stand up but you were you were exploring the craft of writing quite a bit like i remember yeah. you were doing poetry way before poetry was a thing in india <laughs> and you were like you were just practicing the craft of writing a lot and for a lot of people who don't know you uh you also studied music production and you were a musician before you became a writer or anything else. So what was it that sort of pushed you into this uh, or like like triggered the switch into writing and then towards comedy and being like, okay, I need to take a step away from music.
2: I mean, it's just like, a, uh, it's, it's, it's not a conscious process at all, right? It's sort of giving yourself to the, the way your life pans out. I feel like it's, uh, I've always been in the backseat in that regard, where it's like, oh, this is interesting. And then before I know it, I'm figuring it out, uh, not without really uh, uh, thinking it through or having a plan or having any expectations out of it. It's more the joy of discovery than anything else. So I mean, even with music, that's how a lot of the, uh, you know, that's how I picked up so many instruments. I mean, I understand how a lot of instruments works because I've, Sort of just I was just, oh, oh this thing, this is a thing that makes sound. Let's see how to make the sounds. Um, not that I'm proficient at anything. But yeah, you like, didn't play any
1: of them in your in your own album.
2: <laughs> well, one once I played one song I played guitar, if you yeah. remember. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like uh but I also feel like uh, it makes sense to do that because I feel like there's somebody who does it way better than I do. I feel like uh the the beauty of music is that collaborativeness of it. So metal gana like it. But now everybody's bringing their own story to it. And I think that's what really makes it weird. Yeah. Um if you remember when you were recording uh the first EP, uh and I was talking to you about how like I felt like baseline narrative progress. And I felt like with this album that constantly happened throughout, right? So uh that's that's kind of even the next one even if I do end up playing a lot of an instrument and get really good at it I wouldn't want to play it on the album I would always want someone more proficient to play it right Uh, unless it's my bad performance adds to the feel of it
3: yeah Uh,
2: but yeah the the process was always backseat man and comedy just comedy just took my heart immediately because it's such a wonderful process of figuring something out that you can do on your own for as long as you want yeah you know comedy is like solving puzzles uh, to yeah. magic tricks that you're trying to figure out, or just building superstructures with your words and in your head, and, and nobody really needs to see the puzzle until you're done with it, unless you want to show them. And it can take five years, it can take a week, it can take, uh, you know, it can be in the middle of two lines on stage, also. But yeah. it's a puzzle at the end of the day. Music is more like a oh, here's a thing, let's make it a thing, let's you know, it, the, the, there's a community angle to it almost,
3: yeah, which
2: is so nice. Yeah, So it was easy to set music aside because A, uh, it's easier to make money as a comic for me
3: because I just kind of
2: like stuck to it longer uh, and yeah. I was never uh, inclined to playing in front of an audience. I just didn't think it was particularly necessary. Right. Uh, like I didn't have that exhibit- exhibitionist feeling. Uh, I'll get to see what musicians get out of live performance except for the nice feeling. The live performance gives. And yeah. and I promised you a performance and album, right? So we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh
1: because we're talking about this writing for comedy. And so I wanted to understand before you were writing comedy, you were writing songs. So how did you how did you find out what you were writing? Because this is like really early on, like school days you had started writing songs. And what like and a lot of the songs on the album are really old songs are from a much younger like slightly amateur or an innocent version of you speaking or, or, or like yeah. writing these songs what? yeah <laughs> so I'm like how how did you find that voice at that point and what do you think of not really you haven't changed anything in terms of the lyrics or the meaning that you had from that point and it still holds up from a listener's POV. So, what what is your thought on this and how did you find that voice at that point?
2: I mean, so, the poetry started, I suppose, somewhere in 7th, 8th standard which is around the time when I started playing the drums as well. I think it was an a, a earnest attempt towards songwriting that was shot in the arm because I felt like this, I went to a state board school, man. We had one sort of band.
3: Yeah.
2: Because we had two brothers who were cool kids who yes. had a band. So yeah. you know, <laughs> there was not much scope for those songs. And I played the drums, so it's not really an instrument that accompanies uh, music in a way where you want it to. I mean, there was uh, immense under exposure towards the arts in that regard. Yeah. Uh, at most, like, if you to classical classical singing, then what is it? So. I remember it was called the psychedelic sauce, dude, the first song I wrote. It was very mad. Psychedelic sauce. <laughs> <source. It> was- <laughs> that was the chorus. I'm a psychedelic. Psychedelic sauce. <laughs> so bad. And that was uh, like a
1: jingle uh, out of like an SNS sketch. Yeah,
2: that's what, that's what <laughs> uh, The funniest things are always inadvertent, No, Like it's yeah. never intended to be funny. It just yeah. becomes uh But yeah, so uh, uh, poetry felt like there would be some outlet because there's always a poetry competition somewhere <laughs> or, uh,
1: <laughs> back when people didn't snap their fingers
2: yeah way back this is 2006 uh, six, 7 yeah. 8 X you know? yeah. so uh, and 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 then you know I, uh, Orkut was a thing and there was this thing called the Indian amateur writers <laughs> community and yeah. some pretty talented writers there dude. I don't yeah. know what they're all up to some of them I've Kind of met over the years. Most have yeah. not. Yeah. Um. But it was a very innocent time on the internet, also, where everyone just wanted to help each other. It wasn't yeah. like about showing off what. Yeah. Uh, or selling. There was no monetization. Oh man, it was a very <laughs> fun time. But yeah, look, and, and I remember somebody there had said to me once, this lady called Amrita, uh, said to me once, all your poetry is like badly written songs. Uh, and and around this time is when I kind of also got into uh, junior college and all, and then yeah, uh, there was way more exposure because I got in on cultural quota because of the drums, right? Uh, and I was like the third pick drummer also <laughs> there also.
1: Cultural quota is something I've never heard in my life.
2: I've never got into a college on academic merit.
1: That I can understand.
2: Yeah, always <laughs> on some kind of like, gata hai, ye gata Play Karega, profit Jitega culture. So <laughs> and then college, obviously I got introduced to a lot of more instruments around me, like the people who played things. Uh, very interesting. Our college was kind of the place where all the people who were good at it would go. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: also, like just generally so more richness So yeah. uh picked up a lot of instruments there, and then I kind of that's when all of these songs were written from then to maybe third year of law school. Yeah. I guess the reason why they still hold up is because they're just honest, dude. Like, I think that's, it's it's a feeling, you know? So, I I don't think feelings change much over the years. They get more complex. Humans get added over the years. But I don't think you lose out the feelings you felt.
1: Right, right. So, the reason I ask this is there are a lot of songs which you know, which when you listen, you know that you're speaking from, like, a, this is a really young Akash speaking, but there's also a song like Water Life. Or over to you, which are quite mature in the in what the song says. And before we get to water life, there's over to you, which is uh which is talking about domestic compa- companionship. And I'm yeah. and I'm pretty sure at that age you didn't
2: <laughs> I didn't have any domestic companionship.
1: Or you had no. an understanding of what it means to be in a domestic companionship. That is something yeah. that you've gotten to now.
2: So yeah. What made you... Oh, my audience is a little noisy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... Okay. So, I guess there's there's two things here. I guess on one level, uh, it's... A, reading books helps, man, in life. You read stories of people, you understand narrative, you understand, oh, there are so many motivations yeah. behind things. Uh, my brother and baby got married in first year yeah. of law school. Uh, and, and especially water life and... Uh, over to you, definitely sound more much more because they are an older version of it. and And I mean, if you compare that uh, to, say, uh, what's the oldest song on this? Okay, Yellow Dress, I think, is the oldest song on this, maybe. Right. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, this was a time when our oh, year makes a huge difference in songwriting ability and in. Like one of the songs we want to do on the second record, Hold On Hope, is written over three years almost. Yeah. So like the first half and the second half, you're like, whoa, hey. Yeah. What, this person changed. So I think that's why, I think there was a lot of observation of other people. And and honestly, the feeling at the center of that song for me is, hey, here's me giving you space. Yeah. To 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 let it all out. And, yeah. and it's almost an asshole thing. Yeah. Where where the assumption is that the rest of the time is when I'm in the middle of uh the center of the attraction. But yeah. But like honestly the feeling was just here's just take the stage. Take the yeah. stage. Be the protagonist in the in your life right now. Because sometimes all of us like in a relationship become like player yeah. two yeah of our own lives which yeah. is not necessary so yeah, yeah. but hey that's uh, uh, uh that was that's something i learned early only yeah huh? it like, <laughs> took a while to put it into song <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's what that's what i wanted to understand because then we're also looking at uh we i want to speak a little bit a little bit about uh love of you the thing with this song love of you is you were at the age where you wrote it it's very easy to sort of get into this feeling of heartbreak and writing a heartbreak song yeah or something that just uh, or a love song which is just in complete adulation of someone yeah where you're idolizing the love your loved one which like these are the two spectrums of love songs that you like normally people are exploring at that age yeah what you chose is sort of celebrating the fact that you are in love with someone and it's it's walking that thin line between like be, right before it go, becomes adulation and corny and what what was in your head when you were writing that song what do you like what what was the feeling that you got when you were writing it
2: I mean, uh, My whole attitude towards relationship was sort of set by a singular statement my mom made once in school, where she said the whole point of a relationship is that it helps more people grow. Right? Like, so it yeah. just kind of, I always associated love as an excuse to be a better person.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, and you are also, when you're like newly in love, you're like... You know, like, hey, you, you know, you're yeah. you nicer to people who you would not otherwise be <laughs> nice to also. Yeah. Mainly because uh, you feel like the world is a nicer place. So yeah. I feel like that's the, that's really the f- essence of it. Like yeah. of, of the, that, and it's something that I still carry through in my life and my relationships right now is where yeah. right. it always has to be about both of us yeah. growing from it. And you can be apart from someone you love. And 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 I mean, if you remember, since we were in, you were in law school yeah. and I was in law school yeah. uh, as well. Uh, maybe I went in 2011. You started in 2014. 14. So yeah. we're not that apart, but yeah. like we live in a time where love is very possessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole idea of love is so like, I want my, your, yeah. man, like your yeah. mind, like your mind, like Arjun Reddy on one extreme, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and the soft boy or Arjun like, Reddy, yeah, yeah, and and I just feel like uh, like Hassan Rahim or, or Arjun Reddy, i just <laughs> the two extreme, <laughs> he's so soft in the pink hoodie, <laughs> yeah.
3: and
2: so uh, uh, but I feel like and and it's always like the sense of uh, and and this is around the time when if you remember, like right after Gully Boy, like uh, and around Gully Boy also. Uh, uh uh the whole menu card rap scene started you know where it's like mera koi ek khada de tujhe meri ban ja lawyer bana like some like never lawyer i yeah. <laughs> wish it was lawyer bana duga. i wish it was something and it is it's like it's not like they are kyc karwa dung it's always like yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm becoming a comic. But my point is uh, it's it just kind of it's it really I feel like there's a line in the sand like you're either m- moving things towards compassion or moving them away from compassion. Yeah. So like I feel like you know I'm constantly in the attempt of trying to move things towards compassion. Like, like that outlook of love I feel like a song if I'm writing then it has to be kind of in that space. Yeah. Because a, a lot of these songs are just songs I wish were around but weren't around. So I was like oh then I have to make a song to kind of make this put this feeling in a thing so that I can go back to it right Good. Cool.
1: <laughs> why I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on the Menuka rap scene
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, are that's going a,
2: through all the lyrics in your head yeah. Now, now.
1: <laughs> but yeah anyway uh, we're going to listen to Love of You now you know
4: my life is just a tango mess of things i'm trying to suppress the worst that you can do is make it better and though i seem to be compassionate i'm quite the dick and i regret the things that i've said to people i love and friends even family and passers-by another drive Surround me like my favorite sweater And though I beat myself too much sometimes About my jokes, about my rights It's only to bring joy to the people I love says bye
1: talk about processes and uh sounds very official and formal but uh you i remember you as the only person who told me that if the process is fun you're going to do it either way like you don't really care about what the end product is which has been the case for a lot of your specials uh and this album especially you didn't you didn't really want to put this out But
3: yeah, you just don't want to, (laughs) you just wanted to,
1: you just wanted to go through that whole process of producing the album. And yeah, so I wanted to speak about what, like how this experience of work, like working on this album, because what we chose to do was almost like you were, you were staying in the studio and, uh, it was like for the next eight to 10 days, all we were doing was the album. So, what yeah. was that experience like for you,
2: as an artist? I mean, like a uh, uh, like a candy shop of new neural synapses connecting, man. Like, like, oof! It was such a nice, and I, I can't wait to do it again. That's what it's like. I was like, oh, this rush! I have found a new addiction. <laughs> um, uh, genuinely though, like it, 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 it was. It's such a polar opposite of what I'm used to with stand up, you know, yeah. and, and that's why it was it was just a surreal experience. Uh, I still go back to it in my head. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, no, that was just such a weird moment where all of us kind of like, the, just the water life and the way it turned out, right? Like the yeah. song hijacked the room that day.
3: yeah,
2: And just like all of us just sort of went along with it. That's something as much as I want, yeah. uh, I can't do in stand up. Uh, I mean, it happens in stand up on some level, but not in obviously, it's a very different thing yeah. So, that was great. But yeah, with the process involved, I, I'm a fan of process, man. Like, that's why I love Japanese people. You see their uh, videos and all, they're always in it. Like, they're in the process. They don't yeah. care about the, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's, it's, it reflects everywhere. Like, you know, I grew up on full Gita vibes. No? Yeah. That's yeah. like, and it, it kind of makes sense the more I do stand-up, right? Because uh stand-up is all about that process because you're constantly going to fail. Yeah. Um there's no chance of not failing because you're looking literally for a response every 15 seconds in front of people who change every night. And and geographic locations that drastically change every night. Yeah. So uh, uh you you can't help but uh, rely on the process for your achievements yeah. and that in, that inherently resigns you to a fate where nobody can see most of the achievements that you're happiest yeah uh and that beats out the exhibitionist in me because there's no need for it there's yeah. no like when i'm happy when i listen to my tapes of stand-up yeah uh, i'm listening and i'm losing my mind just that this oh my god that inflection i got it right i got it i've been trying to work or I mean, it's like being a batsman, man. It's like you yeah. know those technique wala problems that you just take nine years to kind of yeah. fucking work out of your system because you had them since you were sixteen and you didn't realize that they were building. Yeah. So it's it's a, that that's the beauty of it. So each time I do a new thing and I lose myself in that process, it just connects more circuits in my brain when it comes yeah. to the stand up or when it comes to my writing of stories or yeah. uh, and and vice versa. So like though, it's the best feeling in the world it's the feeling of oh my god I am I and mean, it's could I suck at it right at yeah. the f- like I was so bad at everything that I had to do in that studio at day one and I got so much better at day yeah. ten yeah uh, next time I walk in I'll be that 10 plus the last whatever two yeah. three years in the middle where I'm like oh I, this is this is shit I can oh my God yeah um, so yeah it's I'm very excited about this process.
1: Because the reason I ask was, uh, knowing you, I know that you're someone who, like, with, with stand-up especially, you're, you're in control of everything. You're controlling the room, the environment of how people react. I
2: wish there was as much control as one might like. But in yeah. doing stand-up in India, yeah. out of this generation of comics, there's a yeah. freewheeling involved. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, there's a lot of riding a horse without a saddle yeah. when you're doing stand up in India yeah. you never know what might happen in the room
1: yeah <laughs> but but in terms of the craft I'm speaking like the craft is in complete control of like it's in it's in your control and when it comes to music it's a fair and a significant bit of surrender and submission to the other people in
2: the room no, in fact, I feel like it's so the opposite. Like, I feel like in stand-up, I am at the mercy of the audience no matter what the situation is. Right. Like, as much as I would like to do 25 minutes of really dark stuff on just stuff that's wrong with society right now, yeah, it will probably have to have like six <laughs> dick jokes for the whole structure to, yeah. you know, stand-up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with music, on the other hand, uh, I don't feel like additional inputs are me losing control. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... My job is to come in with this thing and then with you sort of course the sorry chart the course that it takes. Of course, you know, if sometimes if it pushes left more than you know, the whole room is pushing left, then we go left. Yeah. Uh, and and yet it sometimes you and I or you would to me or I would to you be like, no, fuck off. You know, mm-hmm. I veto this. It's not okay. I don't want yeah. to do this. Yeah. No. So that's it's it's great. It's a perfect. Uh, it's it's a very dynamic thing. It's it has nothing to. I don't think it, uh, I'm losing control at all. If anything, uh, I'm I'm finding newer nuances to tweak more yeah. than anything else. I mean, the yeah. amount of time we spent on getting our sister superior ka guitar tone right. Yeah, something that we can afford in a studio that I can't necessarily afford in stand-up. Nobody yeah. that lives in this house has the courtesy to open the door while I am giving interviews thank you
3: <laughs> yeah uh
1: so you you're also in this process of when you're recording the album you're you also made this consci- conscious uh decision of stay choosing to stay a studio act opposed to a live act yeah and we we touched upon it a little before but i want to understand what what makes you feel so that that the process in the studio is a lot more enriching for you compared to the live act
2: i at this point the number of times people have asked me this and and invariably it's followed up with some kind of oh no but you should oh, no, no, and and at this point any any excuse i will give <laughs> like no i mean like you know maybe like i'm beat. just lazy maybe i don't want to reach 5 hours before for sound check you know maybe i don't <laughs> like the overheads involved with music yeah no but I think that's where the control comes in yeah like I want to take my time yeah like what you're listening to is one amalgamation of performances as opposed to one performance of a thing yeah which is constantly what I do in stand-up every day is that every every, uh, highest achievement lowest low all of it lasts the night and then sometimes not even that because you have four shows in a day yeah you know so (laughs) <laughs> I mean this is such a sanctuary for me, dude. Like just to, to stay in the studio specifically. Like I know I'm recording the next one there only. Because yeah. you stay in the place and that's it's and obviously you knew how much I had to be on the phone for to manage yeah. other work going on <laughs> in my life, but yeah. but it kind of it's a it's a it's a sanctuary. There's no other word for it. Like yeah. you can just work on this thing in silo until it's done. Yeah, uh, take your time on it, build it the way you want to build. Like, I the reason I love city builder games is because I love trying out design ideas. I want to try out, I want to make each one a piece of art. Yeah, uh, so I think that attention to detail, that minuteness, the time on it is only available in the school, right? Uh, as a live act, I again I already do that in stand up, yeah. So,
1: now, uh, because there is an in context of the writing that you have with stand-up and with music. They do very, like, in the releases that we've done till now for the two songs, one one common thread of comments that I've found out is that people are really surprised about this side of you. It's not, it's not comedian's music. It's, it's not, it's not a music by a comedian. It, like, their response to this is, okay, this is proper music. It's not, like, a hobby project, like, a lot of other comedians in the past have uh uh have explored music as a thing either it's it's in that territory of comedy music or just music which they think is great but it's not so and it's it's very easy to sort of fall into that that sweet spot that bo burnham has and like but how are you trying to keep the two like feelings diff separate
2: I mean, for starters, is because uh, it's not that uh, easy to fall into that sweet spot that Bo Burnham is in. Uh, I've never been a fan of uh, my comedy music. Uh, I've, I mean, <laughs> you, I, yeah, I mean, when you grow up with Flight of the Concords and, and uh, Bo Burnham, then, you know, you. I mean, come on, man. What? Yeah. I, fuck off. I can't. Yeah. Uh, and additionally, I mean, I feel like also has been so on point with the comedy music. Like, yeah. look, Goat is still one of my favorite songs of all time. Forget comedy, non-comedy. It's just yeah. like, it's such a unique, wonderful island of joy in the landscape that we live in. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, I mean, I just never felt like going there. I just yeah. felt like, but I, so many restrictions comedy has, Yeah, <laughs> you know. How can you talk about this? This is one thing I've been grappling yeah. with for years, right? I can't talk about being in love yeah. on stage. I can't talk about being happy on stage. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest things to solve. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, so you, choose you know, music. to Yeah. Yeah. It's important Yeah. to treat the thing like I want, like the, as it comes to me yeah. and to not force it to be a thing that it's, that I wanted. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, dude, like, yeah, I, another thing, no, I feel like uh, even in terms of subject matter,
3: yeah.
2: I feel like what I cover uh, with the stand-up has sort of started from 2015, 16, 17. Yeah. But the music writing sort of has, in this album is from, like, till 2013, 14. Yeah. So I think there's that gap okay. in terms of what I talk about. So, yeah. like, especially now when I Consciously sit on old songs to to work them out for the next record. Yeah, uh, I find myself implementing a lot more changes in terms of things because songs also in, now in this context feel a lot different. Yeah.
3: Um.
2: So I feel like in the next record that bridge will be uh, a little like it'll be bridged that gap. Right. Between at least subject matter because like I'm talking about global warming in both things now.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> So talking about global warming and death, uh, I want to bring us to uh, the song that just came out—the uh, title track of the album *Water Life*—and the journey that the song has had from what you sent, when what you sent me as your version of the song, and what it has become now. With, and there were a lot of like idiosyncrasies and things that happened in the studio which was just in the moment and we let it be on the record so yeah i want to touch upon first of all with what is this what does this song meant when you when you wrote it not what people are taking it as but for you what was it
2: it was honestly like I, I think the core of it hasn't changed. It's still questions that you ask yourself, even though you have the answers to the questions, and the reason that you have the answer to the question is sort of why you're asking it. So it's like this yeah. cyclical, sort of constant orbiting itself argument
3: yeah. that you
2: keep having in your head. It's almost self-pity. Yeah. Um, and and I think on, I mean, like it it feels like the narrative the the Protagonist is speaking to someone else, but it's really just talking to themselves, right? Yeah. Like, um, and it's like a self-reflective res- uh, sort of situation, and uh, obviously, like I, I guess you didn't like the strumming of the song is where this whole yeah. predicament began because yeah. you were just like, "eh, it's amateur." So when
1: I, I uh, tell you, when I heard this, well, song, it was very waltzy.
2: Yeah. You know, like the idea of the, the original idea of it was to make it very. Like a juxtaposition of sorts. Like yeah. where it's a very kind of happy-esque
1: melody, but uh, it, it's, it's just a sad. Yeah. So noise. I so when I heard the first scratch that you shared, I felt like what you're saying and what you're playing, even though you were trying to go for that juxtaposition, it, it just didn't feel like home for each other. That strumming, that waltz 3 by 4 thing yeah. what, didn't feel like a home for the what you were singing. So... We changed the, we kept that whole three by four movement, but we changed it yeah. to finger picking and we made it a little more tense. Then, then there was this other,
2: for me, it was like, you're in a happy, like the, the song was in a, like, it's like, for me, there was a beach Yeah, and I'm, I'm in the cabin at the beach and not going out to the beach because I'm struggling yeah. with these questions. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so guitar was the beach is what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> and I took it away. And then came this, uh, the song, the song that we'd intended in the first place gets over at somewhere about the two minute mark.
0: And
1: that should have been the end of the song. And then when I heard the song the first time, I was just uh, fooling around with the guitar and seeing, just playing along. And then we came up this one part which just loops. And then Uday, Uday Bhardwaj, who played the second guitars on this album, he heard it, he played something. And we just decided that we'll present it to you as an idea. On the first yeah. day, we presented it to you. And you were like, yeah. fuck no. This is not happening.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you were like, this, this doesn't work at all for this song. And, yeah. and at that point, Uday and I had this conversation that this is going to go on the song. Let's just yeah. wait Wait till we get to that song.
2: <laughs> and then
1: throughout, till we got... I, I think
2: it was- it was really when we were jamming on the song later. Yeah. Is when I heard it as a... Yeah. Like as a unit. And then it just kind of... The song only took us elsewhere. That's I yeah. feel.
1: Actually- so... And then after we finished the tracking of the main... The first chunk. The song itself. And with the vocals and everything. I remember taking one, one day and trying to work that whole section out. And then... It getting to a point where you and Uday were sitting with me and we were trying to figure yeah. out what is to be done. And I got frustrated. And I remember just sending the both of you out of the studio. And yeah. And taking the whole day to finish that section up. And then and then we had this, we had this five-minute <laughs> outro to a song, which we didn't know what to do with. And then you had this random idea. Which, which just through put in some energy into this and and then this whole section started making sense which was yeah. to just speak to your relatives and people yeah. you know and your loved ones how did you what made you feel like I want and what was that process you, you actually sent a very specific message to everyone about uh, yeah
2: because I, I felt like it was about things that everyone was grappling with <laughs> Almost, uh, uh, but it's a very hard question to ask someone, yeah. That thing, and that's why we got such a nice, like, varying degree of responses from everyone that sort of constructed that mini narrative, yeah. Uh, and and it was also to send it to people who've heard that music or or our family because I mean, yeah. most of my family hadn't heard the music, so <laughs> uh, I, I, that kind of made so much of a difference, like, uh, Manisha. Uh, and I have been friends for the longest fucking time yeah you know and it's like that—that that it's this very different kind of love that you have with somebody where you've just grown together as people
3: yeah
2: uh, into the people you become as adults with each other around at intermittent points in life staying in touch
3: yeah
2: uh, uh, with Utkars it's like it's been such a weirdly professional but <laughs> personal relationship he's yeah. my manager also but he's like over the years now we're almost like close bestest yeah. kind of yeah, I wouldn't say it's my best friend, but I'm his best friend. Um, uh, uh, and and then my parents who so I kind of made that message to be like, hey, if there's something you wanna to say to me, but just or just something you wanna say in general, and let it out into the world. Yeah, this is a good place to say it. Uh, and that's what gave it that kind of richness because. Yeah, and it was wasn't it crazy that when we were thinking of that section. The whole idea was these orbiting yeah. uh, things. And my mom said exactly that. You know, time is infinite and space is infinite. And That's the same thing. As, and it was crazy. Yeah. How, and I constantly, like, I attribute the credits to that song truly are the song's credits. I think that yeah. the song has manipulated all of us into coming yeah. into existence.
1: And I remember that whole, like, it was a period of, I think, two to three hours. When everyone started sending their voice notes and we're just listening to what these messages. And 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 then there was one version where we just heard it as it is without any music. And then we put it in context with the songs. And then it was just that one moment where all of us looked at each other and like like "Like, yeah, this is this is working. Yeah.
2: And and it's so funny because like almost Except for my <coughs> parents' messages, none of those messages are actually directed at me. Yeah, they're just things that had to be said to somebody somewhere at some point in time. Yeah, and didn't word said. So, just made like it just felt nice to kind of give those yeah. thoughts an existence in the universe.
1: And my favorite thing in all of that, that in that song was. When Naveen Noorona, another comedian, uh, it ends with him saying, such is life. And and then it goes back into the loop of the verses. Mm. It's almost like you never left the song. And uh, I think in terms of putting that song together, that that I felt was the most amount of Organically seeing what direction this can go to as a team. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. just sitting and we're like, how far can this go?
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, there is no control, man. Control is like a whole, it's a whole, yeah. it's a farce. <laughs> it's an illusion.
3: Yeah. So, uh,
1: we're playing up next uh, Water Life from the album Water Life by Akash Mehta.
4: But a tear
0: For
1: two finite people to meet in this space and time. Why are you even recording an album? You know what I'm saying? What is the purpose? What is what is what are we what are we trying to fulfill here? I don't understand. All of us, we just try to fulfill something.
0: But yeah, I really wish I had taken off at zero. I've
1: let anger consume me a lot in the past few months.
0: I've realized that it's... Um,
1: we have no choice but to be positive. The last time I saw you, you weren't there. I just hope that we meet again.
2: be Akash, tu Amana, Tara bada, Alag-alag <laughs> So fadana varik Viva Badma Mane Jarapan Shapnati Asid Patta your beloved father.
4: I'm glad I have you in my life because you make me a nine point five eight six three seven four
2: percent better person and
4: shall do us part.
1: Hey guys, that was "What a Life" by Akash Mehta. We're still in conversation with him. Uh, at some point, this is gonna end, and we're all gonna go back to our lives. It's gonna be sad again, and hopefully, don't not enough
2: people die. So, so <laughs> <Why are you? laughs> I not die very quickly. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, double thing. So, by the way, do you want to see your payment? Your your next album ka. Uh, down payment is with me yeah say it from Adar Malik to your uh, arsenal great
1: thank you Adar <laughs> and Akash
2: I haven't even opened it yet I'm gonna open it on a radio show which is the last place <laughs> where you want to unbox something
3: but uh, but while,
1: a... while you do that yeah, I, I also want to now like before we end this just end with a couple of things too nice <laughs> Couple of things to go over, and it's sort of you're at a you're you're at an age where uh, you're taking a major step in life this year. I yeah. I don't know how much of it I'm not allowed. Professionally, to Personally,
2: personally, yeah, uh, in every say, sense. In of
1: in it. in all sense of it, that's what I'm talking about. Like I don't know how much yeah. I can speak of, or none of it. Okay,
2: you can say that I'm doing a, a show for an OTT.
1: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I I think that's not the most important thing out here, but like there's like exactly. It's sort of uh you're taking a couple of really big and big steps, and it's. Yes, really good I'm to switching view. to Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing you're you're doing a full OS upgrade, and uh, yeah. but and so what what how how do you think your craft is going to be? with all of these things because i'm sure as much as a lot of what you're carrying is going to go on but everything new that going to that you're going to create from this point onwards is going to be is going to have the stamp of this new upgrade that's
2: is going to be touched by some more hands that's yeah. for sure and yeah let you is think that direction? On to player mode man like uh so yeah. You know, it's just like more experiences to draw from in some sense, more feelings to dissipate here and there. I I don't know, man, every phase of life comes with uh, newer things. Yeah. Uh and and I feel like at the end of it you're just a sum of all the people you've met and places you've been and like genetics and random mutations. And it's really just that. It's yeah. we, we, You know, we tend to put ourselves on a pedestal in terms of having control in what we create. We really don't. Uh, everything will change. Everything will be different. Everything yeah. will get either more or less time. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest thing, by the way, I'm getting married is what is happening here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but like more than anything else, I just feel like, uh, right now, it will be a massively like a period of adjustment and a, a, a sense of disruption in life will definitely ensue. Yeah. And that usually is a good place to make art from. There's yeah. a reason why every artist, you know, after they get married, they fall in love, they have kids, whether it's comedians or their yeah. musicians or painters, they put out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because there's just more things connecting in your brain and, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, I mean, a, a sudden change of state. Always leads to uh, whether it's heartbreak or marriage or uh, <laughs> pregnancy or uh, switching to a new OS, anything that is a sudden change of state is going to lead to some exciting, interesting outcomes. So I'm just, I'm just here for the ride, dude.
3: Yeah. I'm telling
2: you. I do tell my fans also, listen, welcome to the ride. It's like I am not in control of this vehicle. <laughs> I am strapped in with you. I'm just the one with the microphone. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, how does it feel? Le? Because You started off as a musician and I mean, it does have some meaning to the fact that after all these years, almost 10 years of being a musician, sorry, after almost 10 (laughs) years of being a musician, it's now that you're putting out that your first album and it's not any other way. It's this is the album and like, I'm sure it must have some emotion attached to it.
2: And how 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 do you feel about that?
1: I feel like more than
2: anything, it's a testament to the... Uh, I mean, the real skill in all of this is my ability to find amazing people as friends because this is a result of other people's persistence. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I did something very transiently once. Yeah. And then those around me persisted until they forced me into taking the next step and the step after and the step after and then eventually I walked along for a bit. But I mean, you were there. I resisted everything along the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's really what it just feels. I feel very grateful. It's another reminder. And I mean, isn't everything that you do with friends after 2020 more of a reminder of the fact that you're loved and you feel more grateful yeah. and you feel less alone? Yeah, uh, and and um, I think the sense of community that the pandemic has robbed us of is sort of kind of yeah. rekindled because of the music stuff.
1: I think this song is a product of that because it it was like this album. It was like the whole album was created during the pandemic when we were all alone, and then we chose that let's all of us just yeah. come together. Like, and used
2: yeah, and it became like a ladder out of that misery for a bit yeah and then we went back to our sad lives yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's uh, the idea of all art i guess on some level right create yeah. things tell you tell the world your feelings so that somebody else listening to it somewhere at some point feels like oh somebody else also felt
0: this yeah
3: yeah
2: That's why it's nice to sit around a fire and look at the stars. Because on some level, you know, dude, genetically, like, you know, your ancestors also did this. Like, there's a a sense of togetherness. Yeah. Sweet, man. That's,
1: I think, uh, that's all we have for today. And thanks a lot for speaking to me. Thanks a lot to Box Out for making this happen. And uh, Yeah, thank you for having me, guys.
2: It's a it's a very interesting uh, the way the music community is embracing.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't that isn't that cool though? The the one thing that you were worried about was is like, are the musicians going to accept me? And uh, yeah,
2: because it was it was hard in comedy, man. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I've I felt it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I felt a little bit of oh ho. Yeah. Ab bhi.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wait for it wait for another year or two and then uh people will be bitching about you as well in the music scene I love it yeah I love it. <laughs> all right guys thanks a lot uh thanks a lot for joining in this is fresh out of the box uh at box out FM bye bye
2: bye guys thank you <laughs>
4: Sister Superior You've been gone for a while I've been trying real hard To
0: smile
4: I've been walking around Sister, I've been feeling real low Don't know what I know But here I am I can't get you out of my mind